guard your heart. One of my favorite movies growing up, the popular 1984 film, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. In that famous scene in which, um, as they're falling down this ladder, um, the bridge they had broken, and the guy goes for Indy's heart, uh, and short round yells out, cover your heart, Indy. (laughs) Because he knew that earlier in the film, that Indy and others had, in a sense, had their heart seized from them, and then the, the bad guy was able to direct their lives instead. Which is not all too unlike when you and I lose heart. It's often when we feel like someone else or something else is running our lives instead of us. That discouragement is to lose heart. Um, I've actually heard a quote that the greatest diabolical temptation is discouragement. Right? It's discouragement when we we feel the within us we say like what's the point? Like I pray and nothing happens. Or no matter how many times I try to do this thing, it doesn't work. Or I've tried to stop this sin or whatever, and I can't stop. Or I go to church and I talk to God, but it feels like nobody's listening. And you just want to throw in the towel. That's discouragement when we lose our will to want to persevere. And and it's so subtle, you know, it would be, if if the evil one just like walked in the front door with like, I don't know, six shooters or something, like it'd be so obvious and it'd be like, get out of my face, man. Like, but the evil one, he's so subtle. It's like C.S. Lewis' screw tape letters about how subtle the evil one works, just planting these thoughts of discouragement. You know, things in my life, it just feels like everything's unraveling. My life is not what I wanted it to be, and I feel powerless to change it. That's discouragement. And what can happen in the face of this is rather than turning to God, that I can feel like, what's the point? And just like Adam and Eve, we turn our backs on God and just say, forget it. You know, as almost like, almost as if God is a threat to my happiness. Like, sometimes I think college students feel it this way, that I feel like what I want is different than what God wants. What I want is different than what God wants, and I just, I'm feeling discouraged. But the truth is, we hear in our prophet Zephaniah today, is that God does not want us to be discouraged. He says, be glad and exult with all your heart. With all of our heart, our spirit, to be glad. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. So, I deserve judgment. Nobody's perfect. And God says, forget about it. Like, I've removed your judgment. He has turned away your enemies. You have no further misfortune to fear. 
Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. Mighty Savior. He's the strong one, the Savior. He's the one that can save us. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you. That when God looks at me, when God looks at you, he rejoices. And I think sometimes we look at that and we look at we look in the mirror and well I don't rejoice over me, so why would anybody else? But God is like, I created you. I said a world with you in it is better. Not because you're perfect, because I know you're not perfect, nobody's perfect. But because you are created in my image and likeness, and there's a goodness. And so we know that God, he rejoices in me. God has a plan for my salvation. And that gives us hope. That gives us joy. That God is at work even when I can't see it. That's kind of a little bit of what's behind this Sunday. Why Father's wearing rose. Like, um, it's Gaudete Sunday, which is Latin for rejoice. We rejoice because our salvation is one day closer. And, and just like the, the sun, I kind of notice it, to be honest, um, in the evening. There's been a couple times in the last couple weeks where I was driving around sunset, and the sky was just incredible. It's like rose and pink and orange and purple, and you're like, I love Arizona. You know, like, but like in a similar way, so I hear, in the morning, if I were to get up, like, like, <laughs> that... That the sky begins to change to say there's hope that it's going to get better, that the sun is going to come up. That's, I just feel like, and it seems like everyone I talk to all around, that there's so much heaviness right now in the world. There's, there's heaviness on this campus. There's heaviness in this town. This, this um, anxiety and depression, overwhelm. There's this heaviness. And it's like the Lord wants to speak into that. That we have hope that God is with us. That, that these burdens I feel like I'm carrying, that I don't carry them alone. But he wants to carry them for me and with me. Our psalm today from Isaiah 12, it says, God indeed is my Savior. Not me, not my ability to pull myself out of the mud. He's my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. That courage, courage comes from the, the Latin word core, which means heart. That, that the heart is like the spirit of a person. That, that my heart is my strength, my heart is in the Lord. Not on my own, I'm not alone. I feel alone at times. But the Lord is with me. The Lord is my Savior. That no matter what comes at me, I, don't, I, can, I, I will never be discouraged because my confidence is in him. Yesterday, I celebrated a wedding down in Phoenix, and this, this young man has been, uh, the, the husband, has been in Flagstaff for seven years. Uh, but for the first four years, he wasn't dating anybody. And then three years ago, he met his now bride. I think of that because there's so many college students that um, 
that were like, where am I? I feel called to marriage, but where's that person? Or I, I was dating this person for years, and then we broke up, and there goes all my hope. That's like, no. That, this other, I know this other person who, um, they're engaged to be married um, this, this spring, and they never even dated until they were 30. And interestingly, she has a friend who also never dated until she was 30, and now she's engaged also. Right? Like, there's hope. Just because I can't see it right now doesn't mean that it's not happening. That our confidence is that God is here, that God is at work, even if I can't see it. There's another girl at the, the wedding reception last night. She was sharing with me. She uh, is a counselor major here on campus. And, she, and I'm like, how's that going? And she said, well, I applied for in, it's internship time for a year, and all the places I applied to be interns rejected me. Which I think we've all probably felt rejection, right? Like, what do I do now? And I'm like, wow, what, what are you going to do? He, she said, but my mentor recently sent me a new opportunity from Indiana, and... And so now I've actually accepted it. I'm going to move to Indiana for a year, and I'm going to work with, a, with kids. And it actually turns out that the counselor is Catholic, and so we can actually share our faith, and I can learn how he incorporates faith into his counseling practice. So it seemed defeated, but God was doing a plan to do something even better. That's what he does. That God... That everything is part of God's plan. In the Gospel of Luke, we, we finish with this phrase that the people, now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. There's a tie there between expectation and heart. When my heart is healthy, when I'm connected to the Lord, I live with hope and expectation. But what the evil one tries to do is to try to kill my expectation to say, why, why would you hope for that? You're not going to be happy again. But you see, God, any, anything that kills my hope, anything that discourage me, discourages me, is not from God. That God is a God of, of hope, a God of joy. And so what do we do? What do we do when we're feeling discouraged? We, we hear from St. Paul in Philippians today. He says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. That when I feel anxiety, my one job is to bring it to God. That's my one job. Then the peace of Christ... The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts. That it is God who wants to guard my heart. It is God who wants to fill my heart with hope. And that anything that threatens that peace, that hope, that God wants to fight against. I can't do it on my own. I, I know my ability like all too well. And if, I look, if I'm looking at myself, I will always feel discouraged. But if I keep my eyes on the Lord and remember his promises and remember scripture, that's why it's good to memorize scripture, that I keep those promises 
that he's always faithful to alive. And so my job, my one job, is to take whatever discourages me and bring it to him. And that's what we do at Mass, right? In a few minutes we're going to say, I'm going to invite you, lift up your hearts. To which we say, we lift them up to the Lord. That I take my heart and whatever's in it this day, and I bring it to the Lord for him to protect it, for him to guard it, to, for him to fill it with his peace that only he can give. That's our invitation. That in this time of early darkness, in this, in this world of just heaviness and anxiety and depression, that, that God, he wants to be the one to guard our heart. And we can give him that invitation. And so tonight we come wherever we're at. We bring our hearts to the Lord with any discouragement, with any anxiety, with any worry. Give our hearts to him to guard, to protect, to fill with his peace.